thank you so much for tuning in to the Created For More podcast. If you don't know me already, my name is Morgan. It is very nice to meet you. We are still in the Where Are They Now series of the podcast, season three. It's been so much fun for me to record these episodes. Uh, These are people, of course, involved in both of the squads that I was a part of. Um, I had so much good, uh, so much interest from people on both of these squads who wanted to do an episode. So that's why there's been so many. Yeah, I think we'll end up doing a few more, but I really loved it and I hope you have too. Today's guest is uh, a little bit different from the other ones that I've done. And I've said that before because most of the episodes I've done so far have been from O Squad, my original squad, the 11 months. And then I've done a couple with people from C Squad, the squad that I led for just two and a half months before we were brought home because of the pandemic. This guest today is my friend Alex. Um, Alex was the squad leader for my first original squad. (laughs) So for my 11 months, he was our squad leader for the first five months, led our group. He was an alumni squad leader. That is what I went on to do for C-Squad. Anyways, so Alex, (gasps) I'm just kind of rambling, but Alex was not with us for the full 11 months. He was with us for six months to be exact. Um, Yeah, anyways, so his role is a little bit different and we're going to talk about that and I guess his role amongst the squad, but it feels like he was with us, I think, for like the full 11 months. Um, Anyways, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I hope that you enjoy it. Here's Alex. Where are they now? Hey. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing well. (laughs) Did you have a chance to look at those questions? I did. Yep. Okay, good. Well, I don't hear any sort of weird popping noises, which is a good sign because that's happened a couple times. (laughs) And somebody had to like switch over to their computer and they tried like their uncle's phone and all these things. Um, and then we finally That's had weird. it figured out after like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Those ever, ever present technical difficulties. Right, right. This sounds really nice though. It's like very clear. And what a voice oh. you have. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so. This is very casual. You've done this with me before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny to do it over the phone like this. I really <laughs> wish it could be a person or something. Or even a video might be nice. I don't know. Yeah, agreed. Last time was much more um, fun, maybe, is the <laughs> word I'm looking for. Because it was yeah. in person. And like, I mean, we were like, yeah, face to face, having a conversation and Africa. So yeah, was, was next to a do. pool. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Okay, so I'll just weave in those questions and stuff. Um, I don't know. Do you have any questions for me? Like before we start? I don't know. These are just no. formalities. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I'm. I'm ready to do. <laughs> whatever it is we are about to do (laughs) okay (laughs) oh and we want to aim for like 30 to 45 minutes the last couple i've done have been quite long okay Um, so it's all right if they turn long but i'll i'll try to keep it uh trimmed sure okay well then let's just jump in 
I think to start, if you could share where you're living right now, so where you're at geographically, who you're mm-hmm. living with, because I know it's kind of a special uh, little setup that you've got right now, and then what you're doing as far as work. And then later, we'll kind of mm-hmm. get into the why and how you got there and stuff. But I think just for context, uh, where you're at, who you're with, and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so currently, I am living in Westminster, Colorado. Um it is dead center between Boulder and Denver. I'm about a half an hour from both. Hmm. Um, I am currently living with Mike and Charlene Benson, who were coaches on O Squad and the last squad that I squad led. Um, yeah. Which is really cool. That is cool. And my current. Um, Occupation. Uh, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say career, <laughs> but that's not right. Um, my current occupation, uh, my source of income is yes. uh, working at an Amazon warehouse. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Are you still doing like the same position that you were whenever we got to see you over the summer? Oh, yeah. Um, it's just <laughs> moving boxes and. Um, picking orders for drivers to load up and, and take out to those ever, ever consuming customers. <laughs> they love their Amazon. They do. I tell you. I've, I've been in like a weird back and forth relationship with how I view Amazon <laughs> because so much of me is like bitter towards Jeff Bezos and all of the money that he has acquired <laughs> right. and just like, this machine this monster that amazon is oh, yeah. like it is also so convenient like i was shopping online a little bit like trying to figure out what i wanted to buy from looking at some things and i was like morgan you could just go to amazon and probably get it a lot faster and then i was like no don't feed into it yeah. <laughs> and me and melissa kind of talk about it every so often because she'll order stuff anyway so right. it's funny but i even I'm... looked into amazon flex which is like their oh yeah uh yeah, I thought about doing that, but it's only a thing in like the city of Houston, and I'm a little bit too far outside of the city, so I can't do it. Yeah. Anyways, they have that in Denver too. Um, when COVID was, when uh, I guess quarantine was in full swing, um, they had a bunch of flex routes towards the end of my shift that we had to kind of get ready for, mm-hmm. and um, it was. I mean, people would just show up in their cars and just get boxes and just go like take them to people. <laughs> it wasn't like. They had a big old van. It was just they showed up in whatever they had, and wow. uh, that they would just they would just take them in their own cars. Wow! But I also I feel I feel you on the conflict. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of in the same boat, but as an employee, like <laughs> nobody else was hiring. Like there was oh. almost no other job opportunity. So it was just like it was a blessing that you know that they needed all the help, but also it's like it's Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You're like a part of the problem. But you're like, I also need a job. <laughs> I need money to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, I mean, you got back into the States, like right in the nick of time, like mm-hmm. you know, before the pandemic and everything, which we'll talk about and stuff. But I mean, yeah, so it worked out well that you were able to get a steady source of income during this time. So that's mm-hmm. like more than a lot of people can say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do. I do want to talk a little bit. I mean, maybe quite a bit. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But about obviously the race and like this, this between you and I is a little bit different than some of the other uh, recordings that I've done because 
I've been asking people, you know, like, it's been a year since we all got back. And like, what have you been doing? But like, how looking back on your race, like what's really stuck out to you? But I mean, these are people who are on either squad that I was involved with. So like, I don't know, it's a little bit different because you did your original 11 months however long ago and then you have squad led twice Mm -hmm. and then you are about to do something else with adventures emissions yeah so i i am curious um because i put in the intro you are our squad leader you were with us for six months right Mm -hmm. uh one more than the five yep Uh, most squad leaders do five months but you asked for an extension if you could do one more so that you could be part of ministry month with the guys in south africa um and so you had you've done your own race for 11 months you were our squad leader for six you squad led for another group um and then you are about to do the nine month program g42 is it nine yep (laughs) okay what is it do you think about adventures and missions about the organization that has kept you around and like kept you committed to their cause is it something about the culture the people just I mean, of course, the work that they do, I could see the value in that so much. But it is pretty interesting that you're like you're having this longevity with them. Uh, yeah, the boy, where do I start? Um, <laughs> it's uh, the the first thing that actually came to mind when you asked the question was um, being having been a part of adventures as long as I have. Um, it's actually. I have seen the most tangible like growth in my own life having been in and around aim culture um, for the last Mm -hmm. five years. Um, Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah. My first race was back in 2015 and I came right off the field in 2016 and then went right to CGA. So I stayed with them for another eight months. I Um, forgot you did CGA. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And then after CGA was over, I, I moved in with a group of guys from Adventures, um, which hands down has been my favorite place that I've ever lived. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up leading an ambassador trip for two weeks, uh, um, which was summer of 2018. Um, and then like two weeks after I got back from that, it was uh, leading O squad. Like I found out that mm-hmm. I was going to lead you guys the day you showed up. Um, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So even in the handful of things that I mentioned with your involvement name, I left out a couple of things. That's <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, through all of it, like the, the race, like it, it opened my up to uh, a, an actual like relationship with, with a God who is alive and not just this, ominous like uh, in uh, intangible like being that we have been taught is the creator of of all things um Mm -hmm. this this weird entity this being that is far beyond our our understanding someone something we can't even wrap our heads around but we're told Mm -hmm. that he loves us so much and that he does all these things for us and now up until my race, I was like, eh, (laughs) I don't, I don't get it. Why do people, and which it's funny because 
I was having these thoughts, but I was still like leading worship at my church and in my youth group and, and doing mm. all these things. But I was still, I was wrestling with this, like, is this even real? Like, is, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand why I can see some people so just on fire and completely in love with this formless mm-hmm. thing, this person. Um, yeah. And I did the race and I mean, it changed, it changed my life um, in so many different ways, which I mean, anybody who does any kind of mission trip will say that, but um, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> even the, the cliche is like, Oh, it, you know, I, I was going <laughs> expecting to change the world, but it changed me. It's like, ew, <laughs> ew, gross. Get out of here. <laughs> they did more for me than I did for them. Right. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, that's true, but like, gross, right. get, get out of here. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I saw miracles for the first time. I saw people healed. Um, I was healed actually. And um, I, I learned what real like community can actually be like healthy, um, like good communication, amazing feedback, just these deep connections and relationships that um, yeah, I just, I didn't know it could be like that. And mm-hmm. um, coming home from, from my race, going to CGA, I, it, it became less about, you know, God, it was, well, it, not less about, but, like the race, God became real to me and I saw the Holy Spirit working and I was in a community that really loved me. And mm-hmm. then I go to CGA and the Lord starts holding a mirror up in front of me. And it's just like, I can suddenly see all these things that mm-hmm. like I, I see my brokenness for what it is for the first time. Wow. And like the some habits and and behaviors that I had kind of developed that I thought were normal were actually incredibly toxic and dysfunctional, and hmm. um, I I started to see that play out in real time, and it was just like whoa, something's got to change, and hmm. um, that was that was also a really dark time in my life for a slew of other reasons. Um, one of them being a, a relationship that didn't quite work out and um, just it, I actually, I actually reached a point where I was tired of realizing how broken I was. It's like, all right, I get it. Like I suck. <laughs> and um, it was like, I don't even know what to do with this anymore. And yeah. Um, I, and it wasn't even about like me trying to like fix anything. Um, what the Lord was actually trying to do through all of that was, like get it through my head that he actually was incredibly in love with me. And that despite this brokenness that I was continually saying, like he thought the world of me. Hmm. And because of that, I actually started to really love myself. And yeah. um, like, I, I, I started to like who I was. I liked um, my my gifts and my talents and i i liked that i was the way that i was and i had mm. i had never that had never been a thing in my life i was always like wanting to be like this person doing that thing like the grass was just always greener in everybody else's yard and i was just like i want to live there um yeah like why doesn't my grass look like that and <laughs> but i mean 
it just dramatically shifted. And, um, you know, along with that, like when I was on my race, I originally wanted to squad lead. Um, mm-hmm. and I applied month nine, month nine. Really? <laughs> on your race? Yeah. And, uh, I just, there was a bunch of people actually in my squad who have applied to squad lead. I was one of them and we were all talking about it and we're like, Oh yeah, we're all going to get it. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. And <laughs> literally everybody on my squad who applied to squad lead, except me got accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was like, what the heck God? Like I, you told me this was the next thing. Yeah. Ooh, what gives like, <laughs> and uh i just that was a whole nother issue that i had to work through and um he's like yeah like i told you to apply this is the next thing but i also had to show you that you weren't quite ready yet wow. and i was still mad about it but yeah. um and through that that was how cga came up and my squad leader prayed over me this is what you're gonna do and i was like okay yeah uh, but <laughs> like they had approached you like prophetically uh yeah my, it was the the very last night of psl and my squad leader comes up just like i mean just <laughs> hits me on the chest with his hand and he starts praying and he's like the lord said you're doing cga and it's like <laughs> and the second he said it i was like yeah yeah i'm gonna do that wow. but it was very begrudging <laughs> it was yeah, like sure, it was but yeah. i just i thought it was beneath me and um yeah it was like something i just had to get through and as it turns out it was the one thing that i needed most even even though at the time it was just this is awful like i hate this mm-hmm. <laughs> and wow yeah but after cga i i had stayed in the gainesville community and was actually was homeless for a week i haven't told many people this but uh, the, the lease on my house was up and everything I owned was in my truck for like a week, maybe a little more. Um, cause I didn't have a place to live. I didn't set it up. Like I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew I wanted to stay. And, uh, so yeah, I was working at Chipotle and, um, that week I was homeless. I was actually a housing manager for a searchlight that was happening. So I was sleeping at the church and showering at the church, wow. but I actually at that point had no place to live. And, um, Whoa. eventually moved into a, a double wide trailer called the mansion that aim used to own. I don't know if they still do. Yeah. And then I eventually moved in with a group of guys that were looking to, to get a place, but, um, yeah, just all this stuff. And that was a living situation that you said you loved a lot. Yeah. 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 For sure. So, yeah. So all that was happening. I mean, just like everything in my life just seemed to be like chaotic and just crazy. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. Like everything in me was just like, I don't even know if I'm going to survive out here. I didn't want to go home. Like it was, I was just, I just kind of felt stuck basically. But yeah. So like I, I went through this extremely difficult season, uh, called CGA. And, um, actually at the end of that, I, I applied again to squad lead, but this time, like they didn't even like email me back. It was just flat, just like, I mean, it just ignored. And, uh, yeah, it just was not, just was not a thing. And it was like, all right, 
I don't freaking get this. I did CGA. Like I learned all these things and what the heck is going on here? Um, mm. I, I don't understand why, why, why is, is this so painful? Why, why is this mm. taking so long? Um, and my favorite part of the story is right now. Um, so my buddy, my buddy James from my first squad uh, comes back to Gainesville and we end up living together in that double wide trailer for a time before moving into the house. And uh, we go to see Spider-Man Homecoming um, <laughs> back in the day. And yeah, uh, there's a scene where Peter tries to thwart some kind of deal on this ferry and uh, ends up botching the whole thing and almost kills everybody in the process. Um, okay. And the whole movie up to that point, Peter is just like trying to be a hero. He's like, he's trying to run with the big dogs. Like he wants to be, I mean, he wants to be an Avenger and anybody in his shoes, like who wouldn't want to be, you know? Um, yeah. And long story short, Iron Man comes to bail him out. And in that moment, like he lectured, like Iron Man lectures him and, was like, what were you thinking? Like, I told you to stay out of this kind of stuff. Like, like mm-hmm. this is this is beyond you right now. And Peter kind of lips off to him about not being around and always sending like uh, basically suits to kind of handle everything for him. And mm-hmm. Iron Man steps out and <laughs> was just like, all right, this isn't going to work. Like, I'm going to need my su- I'm going to need my suit back and. Peter pleads with him and is like, you can't take the suit away. Like you take, I'm nothing without that suit. And Iron Man fires back with, if you're nothing without that suit, then you shouldn't have it. But when I, I, whenever I remember that moment, I remember thinking like, you don't deserve it. And like in that moment, the Lord was speaking to me and I just shrunk in my seat, like instant conviction. And, uh, Mm -hmm. Of like how you were viewing squad, squad leading. leading, worship leading. I mean, just my my life in general. Like it was, it wasn't just hmm. nailed down to a few things. But I think in that moment, he was kind of he was kind of poking at the fact that I thought I was nothing if I didn't squad lead, that I wasn't doing anything important okay. if I didn't actually like hold that position. And yeah. it was in that moment, like we walked out of the theater, and it was like, all right, God, I I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. I message received like I'm, I can't do this. Like if this is how I, if this is how I actually see it, then I don't want it. And yeah. So I say all that to say that while I was dealing with all that, like being in the ventures community, like I was surrounded with a group of people that, that wanted to, that genuinely wanted to, walk with me like on my journey and empower me and activate me as much as they could. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a, I had a a men's group that I was a part of. um, That was a bunch of guys from adventures and meeting every other Sunday or actually it was every Sunday and doing, doing Bible studies. And I mean, people just getting real and raw about certain things and, um, I slowly started to see that all these guys who I thought had everything together were also walking through stuff that was really hard. 
And it was mm-hmm. like, and it wasn't that they were hiding it. It was just that, you know, they were able to, to, to manage it, to not uh, numb it or mitigate it in any way. It was just, yeah. they were able to carry it so well. And it yeah. was like, I want that. Like, how do you guys do that? Like, what is it that is allowing you to, to go through this incredibly hard situation, but still have all the joy in the world and live life as if you actually maybe don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what kept me there. Um, it was, it was seeing those kinds of things and, and those people. Um, I'm my, my instructors during CGA, my dad, the guy that discipled me through those eight months. <clears throat> um, and I'm, well, I mean, Honestly, I could probably name off every single person because most people that I met in some way influenced me, whether it was over a long period of time or just in a passing moment. And wow, it's like, yeah, it's like these people have something I want, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay and get it, and that's that's what I did. My gosh, and so it's things like that that have kept you with adventures and missions. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Like the way the way that God has used that community and that culture to just shape you and change your life and continue to pour into you and grow you more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy too that I love that story about the Spider-Man movie because first of all, wow, that he can talk to you, you know, through like a regular <laughs> secular movie. I really love that you were just kind of struck, just struck in your seat, and you're like, "All right, I get." Yeah. It. Like that is so that oh that's so momentous and so simple and beautiful but how cool is it too that like if that is something that you were kind of coveting at the time of like i want to be a squad leader and if i'm if i don't hold that position i'm nothing mm-hmm. or whatever and then that like i don't know i i was on o squad and we got to receive the benefit of you going through that process of releasing it and sticking it out through cga and all of the things but to also come to that point with the lord and releasing it but then also him granting it to you and be like, okay, like now's your chance. Like go squad lead. We got to then see the, the, not the finished product. Cause you're not finished by any means, but like we got to see what resulted from all of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you, that warms my heart to hear you say that because honest to goodness, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Man, which is so crazy because i i have even been a squad leader now at this point which is very weird to say but looking back on you as our, our squad leader i'm like man he just really carried himself well and he just like he had it all figured out no, right. but you know you just like when i looked back as a squad leader when i thought back to marissa and alex when i thought back to you as a squad leader i was like man they just they did it so well so that's funny that you say that you are like i have no idea what you're doing yeah yeah and <laughs> it i mean i remember seeing like my alumni squad leaders like what they did for my squad and it was just like i want to do that like that's that's amazing mm-hmm. like i just wanted to help people you know and yeah. The the funny thing was that the Lord actually had me doing that before I even sniffed the possibility of squad leading again. Like um, mm. that job at Chipotle. I hated that job. I hated it <laughs> with a fiery passion. 
but <laughs> I needed I needed money, like I needed income. So I was like, that was the that was the available thing. Some people that I did CGA with, they had worked there while we were uh, while we were doing it, and uh, the manager, I think, on some level, hired me because they had left a good impression on her. Um, which was like, thank you, hmm. but huge blessing. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, like working there, like I worked with a group of people that were just incredibly broken, um, hmm. just horrendous home lives and um, just stressed out of their minds with school and with family. With uh, one guy that I worked with was struggling with alcoholism and he didn't, he didn't know what else to do. And he ended up wanting to talk to me. And it was like, why me? I, I don't, I don't know how to help you. And, but in, in those moments, whether it was talking, talking to my coworker or praying for my manager or just listening to somebody that I'm working with on any given night, just vent about something and just being a, a listening ear and somebody who can, if nothing else, just sit with them in a really dark spot. Like I can, yeah. like, I didn't know that I could do that. And, hmm. um, and it was just over time that started to build, build up. And then I got another job at a coffee shop and it was the same thing. Like I was witnessing to my coworkers, most, some of them and, hmm. um, being willing to, to do the hard, the hard things the small things without anybody really paying attention. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So in a way, like he was actually grooming me and I didn't even realize it, but yeah, gosh. Yeah. Cause it's crazy too. Like if you one, if you wouldn't have gone through all of that stuff before becoming a squad leader, like you wouldn't have, I don't know, been as great as you were and as influential as you were to us, no matter how you see your own. You're too kind. You're way too kind. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure if you asked anybody, any of the 37 <laughs> on our squad, how we viewed you as a leader, it would be, they would share very similar sentiments. Um, so like, yeah, you wouldn't have been at the place that you were in order to lead us well, but also like, uh, you would have just jumped into a squad leading position with a totally different mm -hmm. squad, you know, and you would not have experienced O squad. We would not have experienced mm -hmm. you. So, I mean, it was obviously very divine in the timing, not only for you as an individual and that process that was happening internally for yourself, but also for like who we needed at the time and what kind of role you played for us as a squad for our yeah. group. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just, that's insane. <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, I think I, I think I actually told you this, but um, at the reunion. But I'm going to say it again, just because I, it's it's such an integral part of of the story. Like the, for me with O Squad, this is like the, the the, the um, coup de gras, uh, the mm -hmm. the the harvest, I guess. That was the ending yeah. of one season and the start of another. Uh, but like when I was with O Squad, I I didn't know that I could that I could love people like that, and yeah, being being able to do that with you guys, I just it just floored me. Like 
I mean, you remember the, that day that we, we left South Africa. Uh, you guys went to Nicaragua. I was coming oh. home. Like, I sobbed for like 10 minutes. I just couldn't <laughs> say anything. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening? Like, I, did, I honest to goodness could not, I couldn't understand why I was crying so much. And it was only after I got back, it was just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, it was like the culmination point of so many yeah, things. Yeah, it, it, oh my gosh, yeah. I, I very vividly remember how painful all of that was. That was, like, even back whenever we were still in South Africa, like, that little, goodbye thing for you and they're singing journey and like they're lifting oh my you gosh up when like, like on their when sid and, and hannah did the the curbalicious death oh my song God. it was like yeah. i had never felt more loved in that moment <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah yeah and then yeah all the way to at the airport when you were just about to like fly home or wherever we were gonna mm. move on to latin america oh my gosh and you're just like making your rounds with hugging people and stuff yeah. and and I remember too, like fast forward to final debrief when you left us on that bus. Oh my gosh. We had all gotten on the bus to like <laughs> oh go. My. Oh my goodness. And you just like stood at the front of the bus looking out at all of us like we were your children or something. And oh my gosh, your face. And, uh, it was, I, I think I was sitting next to Madison and I just like kept telling her, like I would lean over and I'm like, this is so sad. Like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, just a lot of emotions in dude, that. Dude, that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like uh, that's exactly <laughs> you said. Father looking at us. That's exactly what it felt like. Like when I when I <laughs> when I was signed up to squad lead. Like I didn't know that was going to happen. Like I just I just wanted to journey with you guys. Like that that was all I signed up for. But yeah. what ended up happening was I fell in love with thirty seven people that honestly ran away with my heart like i don't know how else to, to describe it like you guys just <laughs> stole every every ounce of love that i had and i mean i'm great take it like <laughs> it was for you anyway but my goodness i did i was not ready for that hmm. wow I realized too a second ago while you're talking of a very interesting uh, full circle moment is that you just met some of the people that I squad. Holy crap! You're right. Yeah, they're here now. Like they're at the house. That's. They're still yeah, there. Yeah, they've they've been here like for a oh few weeks. Gosh. They're going to be here for a couple more weeks, I think. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that they were staying with you guys for a while. I thought that they just like stopped by to visit. Nope, one day. they're here doing ministry with uh, the Dream Center. Oh my gosh! Don't tell them that you are on with me, or they're going to go in and steal the. I almost did, but I was like, eh, maybe not. I'll just, I'll just keep that to myself. Yeah, yeah. Wait till <laughs> right, the right. end. <laughs> yeah. That's that's so interesting. Yeah, just the way that you met them, and, and I know that we talked about this. Uh, I don't know a few days ago, and we were messaging, and I was like, I don't know. You, you were like, you love them in your own way. Um, and. I don't know the way I know how you felt. I mean, to a degree, I know how you felt about um, O Squad and that relationship and like what that role meant for you, but like us as people, that group. And like, then I think about my own experience squad leading, which mine was cut short. It was like yeah. cut in half, but they, it was, it was substantial and like really amazing things happened in a short amount of time, but I couldn't help but think like, 
did did I actually did I have that same type of relationship with my squad that Alex had with <laughs> our squad? <laughs> Not to I didn't want to compare, but I'm like, was it as deep and as like profound? I don't know. Which maybe it's like, well, I was robbed this in time, so maybe if we would have stuck it out for another two and a half months, maybe it would have hit that point. <laughs> and I was like, or maybe I am just mean. <laughs> maybe I. <laughs> maybe something's wrong with me or no but then we also talked about over the phone like it just it looks different it's just different they are two Mm -hmm. different squads i am a different Mm -hmm. person than you like it's just it is still uh it is still a remarkable thing and and special in its own way but yeah it's you cannot compare yeah (laughs) well i mean take it from me they friggin adore you so whatever whatever you did you, you did it very well yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. They have made <laughs> <Yeah>. that clear. <laughs> they, they gush about you and Ashes that. a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, good. <laughs> um, your two experiences squad leading. We can just touch on this for a moment, I guess. But does anything stick out to you as far as how they were <laughs> different? Um, as far as like you were a squad leader both times with two different groups, which yep. we just mentioned. They are different things. Um, but like. I don't know, just the experience of being a squad leader. How did those two times differ? I oh, guess. Oh boy. Um, yeah, that is, that is like night and day. Um, so, okay. I, again, I think I said this at the, the, the reunion. Um, I, I know I did, but after I said it, I was like, Oh, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. Um, because I think the way that I said it kind of put, made it probably sound like I put O Squad on some kind of pedestal. Um, oh, but sure. it was just like that's how that wasn't what I was trying to say. So, um, like with with O Squad, like I learned how much I could love people, and with Z Squad, mm-hmm. I learned uh, how deep. Uh, no. I can't say it that way either. I learned how much I could love people. And then with Z squad, I learned that I can also do that even when it's hard, if that makes sense. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Like, I think the way that I said it at the reunion was like with O squad, it was everything good and awesome about squad leading. And the Z squad, it was everything that was like, that nobody talks about, which was just like, oh, like Z Squad must suck. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> right. I I, I right. love O Squad. Like you, you guys are the 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 embodiment of a promise that the Lord gave to me. You know, and Z Squad is a double portion. But in that double portion, mm-hmm. it was like it's like okay. Like, you know that you have the capacity to love people well. Like, now I want you to know that you can love people even when you don't know how, even when you don't want to, even when it's hard, even when they don't want you to. Hmm, that's and really good, Alex. It, I tell people that CGA was, like, the hardest season of my life. The, the hardest leadership experience that I've had was definitely with Z-Squad. Like I, again, I cannot say enough about them. They were an awesome bunch of people and I'm glad. Yeah. 
I am incredibly thankful for the opportunity to have been uh, to have been their leader. But man, was it hard! <laughs> there was a certain situation on that squad that it was like, is this what it felt like when my mom and dad didn't know what to do? Hmm. Is this what it was like when I watched, you know, my cousin's parents like struggling with with their kids? Like, yeah. what is this what it's like when when you love somebody so much, but it hurts so much more to see them doing the things that they're doing in the situations that they're in, making the choices that they're making? Mm-hmm. I have gained so much more respect and empathy for. <laughs> parents in general in that regard i mean people talk about like oh yeah we want kids and you know we want to start a family and all that it's just like you don't know what you're signing up for <laughs> i still don't know like yeah. i think i have an idea right. and i think it's in, in you having been in that position too like you understand to some degree like mm-hmm. but when I, when I start my family like holy crap like i i'm actually a little nervous <laughs> for that reason but <laughs> yeah. um yeah, it, it so come bring bringing it back in. Um, it it was hard. Uh, it was very uh, eye opening, and uh, just another layer of what he had actually already been revealing to me when I was leading with Oskar. Just something deeper, something something mm-hmm. more challenging. But it was a depth that I couldn't have gotten to if I hadn't been in that situation. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you worded that really well. And it makes so much sense, too, that he kind of, he led you through the one experience with the first squad to be like, yeah, this is how much you can love, and blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was an easier form. I mean, we still had different challenges, of course, and like lots of things happened. But to then bring you to the next group of people to be like, now also see what it's like to continue to pour out love and to be there for people and support others when it's really, mm-hmm. really difficult. Yeah. How did it... How did all the G40, G42 stuff come about? Like after you'd finished your second term of service <laughs> squad leading, um, you're in Colorado now. Yeah. What, how, why are you doing G42? <laughs> and how did that um, come to Well, be? Uh, why am I doing it? I have no idea. I'll just say that up front. Um, I don't even know. Oh. Um, but okay. the, how it kind of came about actually started my last month with my last squad. But there's a little bit of context even before that moment. Um, My second month with Z squad, I, I was in Lima and I had a dream. And in this dream, I was essentially trying to get my life together. And that was represented by this like stack of papers. And it didn't matter how hard I tried. I could not get the stack of paper to be in any kind of organized pile. It just, something was always missing or, uh, it was just always just like just randomly just exploding into a huge mess. Uh, I'm exaggerating, but that's what it felt like. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And I just I could not do it. And um, uh, something happened and it was like, oh, yeah, Gary Black took care of it. It's fine. You don't have to worry about it anymore. What? Like Gary Black just shows up and takes care of, quote unquote, my life. And. <laughs> uh doesn't say anything like i didn't even see it happen it just it just all of a sudden it happened and we should say gary oh right, right. Black yeah is... gary black is the direct i, don't know I honestly is. i don't either <laughs> like andrew Sherman's the founder like it's his it's his baby um gary black is the i guess you could say elder of the whole thing 
and then Ethan Ethan Wendell yeah. is the okay. uh, I guess the the guy pulling all the strings. I guess without Amy says it a better Amy 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 says it yeah. a better way. Andrew Sherman is driving the car. Gary's in the passenger seat navigating, and then Ethan's the mechanic in the back seat who make who's making sure the car's running. That's I think that's a okay. better way to say it. Um, but yeah, so but Gary okay. Black is like the main guy. Like when when everybody talks about G forty two, like Gary's the guy usually mm. coming and speaking about it, and um, he's uh, he's yeah. deep in the the aim culture. Like everybody just loves him and. Um, yeah. actually fun fact when Gary Black first kind of came mm. on board to kind of take over G42, like running things, um, he was on mm-hmm. the porch with Seth Barnes, who was our E4 leader. Um, O squads was Dion at that point. Skype was the only way we could really communicate, but Gary I'm Black sure. was on his porch <laughs> with Seth Barnes. And I think that night was the night that Gary was like, basically like became the director and he he got on the phone and like prayed over us and like encouraged us right right before we launched and um and then at my psl gary black prophesied over me that i would have to learn how to live in liminal space which means basically i have to learn to live without having the information and then even throughout like cga like gary would come and teach and i never really get to know him personally but he just was always in and out of my life randomly. And it was like, I want to learn from these guys. Like, I don't know who this guy is, but I want to learn from him. Wow. But because I did CGA, because I squad led, I was like, well, I guess it's not something that I'm going to be able to do. Like, all that to say, Gary Black shows up in this dream, right? And I've never had a dream about Gary Black in my life. He has never been in my dreams. Um, this, he just <laughs> was somebody that would pop up every now and again. And, uh, so he takes care of all my papers. He takes care of my life and my dream. And I go to thank him. Um, like I, I seek him out to physically like thank him for what he did. And uh, I show up at this house mm-hmm. and apparently it was in the, in the dream. It was a gathering of people from G42. And the three people that I recognized were people that I knew to who have had done it or were currently doing it. And mm-hmm. those three people were my alumni squad leader, Miles, oh, wow. Miles Woman. Um, he currently owns a restaurant in Gainesville called Harvest. Great food. I recommend it to anybody. Um, Amy Heitzman, our mentor, <laughs> she, was, she was there. And then uh, my buddy James from my squad, uh, who at the time was doing it. Like mm-hmm. he was, um, I think he just started this practicum. Anyway, I get there. Gary is at the party. I find him and I go to thank him. I, I, I think I was going in for like a hug or something. Like I, I was trying to like uh, mm-hmm. express my gratitude, not just through words. And he just drops to his knees and like, like doesn't let me do anything. And it was just like the dream is, or the, the gift isn't just for me. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Hmm. And I'm in this, it, it almost looks like a cabin, like a, a summer camp, like all these bunk beds. It's very rustic looking. Um, and I'm just standing there and I'm watching mm-hmm. like six or seven, like middle school boys, uh, rough housing, tearing the place apart. And I, I cannot get them to listen. And uh, Gary Black walks in the room again and points at this dresser that is just all tattered and just really old looking. And it's covered in the number three in all different kinds of fashions 
And he, he points at it and he's like, it happens in threes. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And at that point I woke up and immediately I texted Amy. And I was like, poof, I just had the stream and wrote the whole mm-hmm. thing out and sent it to her. And she comes back with, uh, I'm actually at breakfast with Gary Black right now. Can I tell him your dream? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, my God. Um, but she, he, his only question was, like, were there any colors that stood out? And I was like, not really. Like, everything kind of seemed dim and, like, nothing really stood out. And that was the last I heard of it. This was yeah. November of last year. Um, oh, gosh. I fast forward to my last month on the field. And at this point, we went through a very hard situation um, that resulted in a participant going home. Mm-hmm. And also at this point, I lost my phone, which was a total bummer, which that was a whole other experience in and of itself. Oh, yeah. I, so this, this was yeah. end of January, beginning of February. I lost my phone. I had no way to communicate with anybody. My co-leader was the one that was talking to Amy most of the time and kind of relaying information to me. But we we had debrief and like a it was our month four debrief. Amy Amy was there like we um, and she had been there for like raised up squad leader training and no mention of this dream, no mention of G42, nothing. It was just it was all business. Like we were just there doing the thing. <clears throat> Start of month five. Uh, I'm with one of our raised ups and a team that was in the boondocks of Ghana, just out in the middle of nowhere. We, we had to take like an eight-hour bus ride to get to the city we were supposed to be in. And anyway, well, I'm out there for two weeks. It's great. Loved it. Um, Ghana actually was awesome, an awesome place to do ministry. And the plan was to come back to Accra, the capital city, where we had debrief, meet up with my co-leader and our other raised up, and then head to another town that was back towards the Togo border, where we had been the previous month, respond to anything. We get back for that one night, and I fire up my laptop with what Wi-Fi we had and just try to look at emails and messages just to see if I could. That night, I wasn't able to see anything, so I just kind of leave it open, let everything load up. The next morning, I opened it up, and Amy had messaged me. and She's like, this is really random, but would you pray about going to G42? And just like when my squad leader prayed over me at my PSL for CGA, the second I read it, it was just like, oh, crap, I'm going to do G42. It just, oh this, it just hit me. Like there was this weight that just, whew, this is it. Like this is the thing. And then the next couple of weeks, I prayed a ton. And Amy and I had like an hour and a half conversation that pretty much confirmed that dream that I had. Like in the dream, Gary Black said that it happens in threes. Well, G42 is run essentially mm-hmm. by three guys who have three different aspects on like what it is to be a man of God who have three different giftings in the spirit. G42 uh, is in three semesters, trimesters, and G42 technically would be the third aim thing that I've done aside from the race. So like, oh, you know, wow. you do the race and you have all these alumni things you can do. So it was like CGA yeah. squad leading and then G42 would be the third thing. Okay. <laughs> but while I was praying about it, it was just like, it's like, all right, God, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, well, you said yes, but you didn't make a decision. And I was like, what? What does that even mean? And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, like, I'm actually just saying yes, but I actually, like, there was going to be no action behind it, essentially, was what he was telling me. And it was just like, it's like, all right, like, yeah, you said you're going to do this, mm-hmm. but you're not, you're not willing to move. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. And eventually I did. 
make that choice. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of how that how that decision was made. <laughs> and when does yours start? When does that March of next year? March. It's just crazy to me that when you're talking about everything that you've been involved in with Adventures and Missions, but also how this next step is just so clearly laid out for you of like a dream. And then of course, Amy and her very prophetic ways of approaching you and being like, what do you think about doing G42? And just, it makes a lot of sense, (laughs) even if you don't fully know why it's happening yet. Right. That's just, that's insane. And you should, I bet you feel so confident though, going into it of like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm not sure why, but I am. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's exactly how I feel. I'm so excited for you. And I, I'm very grateful that like we, yes, we had our uh, reunion for O Squad uh, in the mm-hmm. summer. Everybody who got to come, we all had the chance to reconnect. But like, it's so comfortable having you with us and with our group. And so it's, oh, it just makes me excited to know that this is now what you're going to be doing next. And I, I can't wait to hear what comes of it. Yeah, I can't wait to share. And like, I mean, everybody I know who has done it has just been transformed. I mean, even more than when they did their race. So, my gosh. That seems impossible, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> wow. Um, I really appreciate you talking with me. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties. It's cool. No worries. Okay. Well, then uh, I'll catch up with you soon. It definitely shows that you've been a squad leader twice, but I mean, it's also in your nature, the way that you intentionally ask questions and like thoughtful questions Every conversation that you and I have on the phone, I think, is just so valuable and helpful in some way, even if it's um, shorter. So I just really appreciate our friendship and I appreciate you as a person. Yeah, and all the same. Thank you so much for, for having me. It was, it was a blast. Alex Kirby, everybody. What a guy. Mm, I'm just so appreciative of him, the fact that we got to spend six months with him on the field, um, and that he's been a part of our lives ever since. I think, seriously, everybody on the squad just has so much affection for him, and uh, it was also really amazing getting to see him again this summer with his new living situation in Colorado and to hear about where he's going, and we wish him all the luck with G42. So thanks, Alex, for doing this with me. Stay tuned for more episodes in the series where are they now as i talk to more people from the race <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay see ya